Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey there, Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like your Brandon Davies. You, you have consent. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, please, pretty please, knock that out while you're here. It's a big day in the sport because the Associated Press Top 25 preseason poll has been released, and North Carolina is the preseason number one. Gonzaga had been number one the past two seasons. The Zags are number one in the top 25 and one, but it's Hubert Davis's Tar Heels that are number one in the AP poll. Do you agree with this, Matt Norlander? Uh, <laughs> uh, do I agree with this? Well, if I agreed with it, I might be tipping my hand to uh, to my rankings there. So oh, I'm going to say... Tip your hand, who cares? Jesus. Um, I do agree with this ranking. North Carolina should be the preseason number one team, and it is in the AP Top 25. As mentioned on a summer shoot-around episode on the Tar Heels, uh, this now breaks the tie. And you now have UNC with 10 preseason number one rankings in its history. Duke and UNC both had nine. Now Carolina has 10. Um, and I'm not surprised by this. Uh, I, I, I do think it makes sense. Now you can make the case for Gonzaga or Houston or Kentucky. We'll get to Kentucky and its number one status in a minute here. But objectively speaking, yeah, and it's a huge, it's a huge day. I got to bring up right here, right now, what UNC did to commemorate this, by the way. This is unbelievable. The, the recreation they did, I hit up North Carolina to say, hey, congrats, this is awesome. They shot this this morning. They did it. They, they turned this around this morning, by the way. How cool is that? You got the classic 1981 preseason uh, edition of Sports Illustrated, and then Carolina, not SI. It looks like SI did this. This is actually UNC did this this morning. Uh, really, really cool. They, they, they just nailed it. And you'll notice in that left photo there, who's not in the picture a young Michael Jordan, which I can only assume if history is to repeat itself, Seth Trimble's about to become the greatest player in NBA history. <laughs> Jordan was a freshman that season. They couldn't have known what he was going to become. And so uh, they had a veteran squad. They won the title that year. Uh, we'll see if UNC can repeat a little bit of history once we get to 2023. Why did they wait till this morning to shoot this? <laughs> I, I, that I don't know. I, guess might, I, I don't know why that's the case, but it's awesome that they literally got together and got it done the morning of the AP top 25 coming out and they turned it around that quickly. Really, really good stuff. That sounds like something I would do. Like wait, wait till the last, Hey, we've had all off season to do this, but now we have two hours. Let's knock it out in the last two hours. That's like cramming for a finals. It's, it's been a possibility, if not a likelihood that the Tar Heels would be number one, literally 
since the night of the national championship. Game. My guess is that Carolina might have wanted to make sure it had That's a few right. AP sources. And yeah. then, uh, you know, someone reached out late Sunday night and was like, hey, this is coming out tomorrow. You guys are going to be number one. Just keep it in under wraps. Keep it in house. And then once they knew, they probably had everything planned. And that's how they got it done. That's that, my- that, that has to be the explanation that they wanted confirmation before they started you know, putting players through a photo shoot that could be a waste of time. And they got the confirmation, I'm, I'm assuming, at some point over the weekend and decided to shoot it uh, first thing on, on Monday morning. Either way, congrats to them. And, you know, uh, upon the announcement, I, I went on CBS Sports HQ and I, I was asked, you know, what do you make of North Carolina being number one? And I, I started by explaining it contradicts the top 25 and one because I have uh, the Zags uh, number one and North Carolina number two. but. I've been consistent on this all offseason. I don't have any issue with anybody voting North Carolina number one or, for that matter, Houston or Kentucky. I think this is a season where, though Carolina did get the overwhelming majority of first-place votes, I do not believe this is a season where, if you're not voting this team number one, what are you even doing? Um, uh, So I I will stick with Gonzaga at number one in the top 25 and one, but – I think there's four schools that, at least on paper, have separated themselves from the rest. And those four schools are North Carolina, Gonzaga, Houston, and Kentucky. And you can, in my opinion, reasonably put them in literally any order. I think that does I think that does make sense. I actually, in the way that this all landed here, so ballots uh, were due uh, a few days back before, and we'll get to the Ken Palm stuff in just a second, but before the Ken Palm rankings came out, so no voters could potentially be influenced by that, because I think what's another good thing is we do have variety of thought here. Now, one is actual human beings voting. The other one is, is Pomeroy's algorithm and him plugging in the data, and then it's just going to spit out what it's going to spit out there. But yeah, I think those four, and that's, by the way, that's a healthy number. You know, we've had plenty of preseasons where we We've gone in, and sometimes there is a unanimous or near unanimous number one. And sometimes you'll have you know a second team or a third team there. But it does really feel like those four all have a strong case to be made sitting at that. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, we'll have plenty of, uh, of of opportunities to see those teams playing against top five level co- competition, playing against each other. You know, Kentucky going to play Gonzaga. Uh, and we're going to have, you know, a good opportunity to see those teams play themselves uh, against high quality competition in the first few weeks of the season. So it's uh, it's it, it's a pretty it's a pretty good assembly, in my opinion, all, all things considered there. But Carolina, I think, is deserving of it. I'm I get I get a little bit of people maybe wanting to fade UNC a little bit. Uh, we've litigated that on the podcast a couple of times this offseason. We don't need to totally, you know, dip back down into that. I don't I don't have an issue with it, but the the. The top 10 going UNC, Gonzaga, Houston, Kentucky, and then a tie for five with Baylor, Kansas, which is intriguing, obviously, because they're in the same league. Then Duke, UCLA, Creighton, Arkansas, rounding out the preseason AP top 10. No big surprises overall, GP, for me in that top 10. Uh, Not that we really should be expecting too many surprises. The only notable thing other than what we've talked about here. And I mentioned this on our summer shoot around on the Creighton episode. Creighton being nine, that is a school record. Creighton has never entered a season ranked as high as number nine in the preseason AP poll. It has here now. Uh, according to the AP, it will be designated as the Big East favorites. Big East Media Day. Oh, by the way, it's tomorrow. I will be there. And I expect the Blue Jays to be voted as the league favorite there. But yeah, Baylor, Kansas, Duke, UCLA, Creighton, Arkansas. Anyone? How about this? I don't know this off the top of my head, JP. That's the top 10. What team or teams are in the AP Top 25, Top 10 that are not in yours. Do you know that? Yeah, there's only two that are in the AP Top 25, 
uh, AP top 25 that are not in my top 25, and that is Illinois and Texas Tech. Instead of Illinois and Texas Tech, I have Texas A&M at 19. So that would be the biggest difference between me and the AP poll. I've got Texas A&M 19. Uh, they are not in the top 25 and one. And then I've got Purdue at 24 and they are not in the top 25 and one at 26. And there's obviously not a 26 in the AP top 25, but I've got Ohio state for whatever it's worth. But the only discrepancy in the top 25 between me and the AP poll, they've got Illinois, Texas tech. I've got Texas and Purdue. And in the top 10, the only discrepancy is they have Creighton in the top 10 at number nine. I have Creighton outside of the top 10 at number 11. They, um, and instead of Creighton in the top 10, I've got Tennessee at number nine and they've got Tennessee just outside the top 10 at number 11. So um, there's a, there's a six, uh, there's, yeah, there's at least a six spot difference between Texas A&M where I have Texas A&M and where Texas A&M, or I guess seven spot difference between where I have Texas A&M and where they could possibly have Texas A&M. But outside of that, uh, nobody is more than four spots off. I think the biggest one I saw was I've got Arkansas six. AP poll has Arkansas at 10, Mm -hmm. but everything is roughly the same spot or within two or three spots of where, of where I have them. And if, uh, if I'm being honest and we've talked about this before, um, I, I think the top 25 and one, as well as, you know, Jeff Borzello's top 25, John Rostein's top 25, uh, BartTorvik.com. I, I think they sort of set the tone right. for the AP poll. And it, it, it does start to work uh, similar to the way mock drafts work. Um, so, you know, a few people say, hey, th- this is what I think it ought to be. And then other people tend to fall in line with very few big outliers. I agree, which is why, in large part, and I've finished my my uh, my rankings. Newsflash, I am not ranking 363 Somebody's teams. getting lazy. You do 26 teams, I'll do 101. Okay? I do 26 every day. So few of them actually ever change. Oh, you speak like somebody who doesn't have to wake up and rank 26 teams every day. You speak like somebody who doesn't do it before he goes to bed. Of course I don't do Come it before I go to bed. Now I'm not doing 363. It was determined. It was determined uh, with a litany of other things that I have to do that I'm not doing 363. But I am doing 101, and I've already ranked them. They'll publish next week. But I try not to look at any rankings as best I can, so that I don't have that noise. You know, the signal to noise ratio getting too uh, too heavy there. Because yeah, like clearly your rankings had an impact. You look at the AP top 25 and then go look at the CBS sports app, the top 25 and one. And there's just not a lot of diversity of thought. Now, some of this makes logical sense because the good teams look like the good teams. I get that, but um, not having hardly any teams with more than a two or three ranking difference four, you said was the most there, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. It's not the worst thing in the world, but I, I do think actually the sport would benefit, but more if we had some people willing to take a, Take a few chances there, and you might wind up seeing that when you see my rankings come out next week. And this is a good place to to transition to Ken Palm because um, Ken Palm published for the first time over the weekend his preseason, um, uh, you know, one to three sixty three, mm-hmm. and it is obviously not 
Ken's ballot as much as it's what his algorithm sticks out, but there, uh, spits out rather. But there's some interesting stuff there, and we're going to talk about it in just a second. First, though, a word from our partners. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing. A reminder, if you want, you can now email the show, shouts2cbs at gmail.com, shouts2cbs at gmail.com. We are loving the responses we've gotten, the emails, the correspondence, the questions. Continue sending them. You can send in a video if you'd like, 10 to 15 second video, ask a question, name, city, town, get out. We'll try and drop those in going forward on the show, on the YouTube channel. Continue to send us stuff. We love hearing from you. And thank you, as always, for subscribing. Okay, so the reason I wanted to bring up Ken Palm now is because I do think humans copy humans. I, I don't, I'm not suggesting all AP voters copy me or use me as a guide or use Rostin as a guide or Borzello as a guide or Bart Torvik as a guide. But I do think some of them, probably most of them, use some combination of what I just mentioned a, as a guide. It doesn't mean they can't go off script some places, but it largely serves as a guide. Is it fair to say Ken's computer does not copy me or anybody else? It's, it's just an algorithm. Yeah, no, absolutely, which makes it good. It, it adjusts our, our expectations going into the season as it, as it very well should. Some of these rankings are not going to be right. Some of them will be much more accurate than we might be willing to believe right now. You want to tell people what 1 well, through 10 looks like right now? Well, what, well what, sure. Uh, Kentucky is number one at Kempom, followed by Texas at two, Gonzaga at three, Tennessee at four, Virginia at five, Hello. Baylor at six, Houston at seven, Kansas at eight, North Carolina at nine, Arizona at 10. Here's the point I wanted to make. If you go take the top 26 at Kempom and you take the top 25 and one, 23 of the 26 teams are the same. Mm. The what only about, team what about within what about within that? Oh, well, then, yes, it, it, it varies. Drastic, my question is like Creighton is 22 at Ken Tom, 12, 11 at Euro. So they're just, they're more drastic within. But yes. They're more drastic within. But 23 of the 26 teams are the same. The only ones Ken Palm has in the top 26 that I don't are Texas Tech, Virginia Tech, and Iowa. Instead of those three schools, I have Oregon, which he has 29th. Ohio State, which he has 32nd. And I guess this is just going to be the biggest outlier. This is the one I'm out there by myself with on some level. Texas A&M. He's got Texas A&M at 45th. I have A&M 19th in the top 25 and one. But I think that's pretty interesting that I start working on this the night of really before the national championship game. But I, I publish it the night of the national championship game. I update it really with no computer help at all throughout the off season. And I end up with 23 of the same schools that Ken Palm has in his top 26 to 26. This is my roundabout way of patting myself on the back and saying, I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's pretty good. The only other team I'll give you up in my ranks, I have A&M at 31 in my rankings. So okay. I guess I'm splitting the difference kind of between you and Pomeroy just a little bit there. So I, I land on it. They, they, 
they certainly look like a, a tournament worthy kind of team there. But come on now, there's some there's some standout stuff here um, with what with what Pomeroy has. That one through five, Kentucky one. That's a headliner to me. Uh, they deserve to be in in the mix for that, but actually putting them there, I thought Gonzaga was going to be one in Kempom when it came out. Gonzaga's two. That's only because you can't remember the last time you saw anybody other than Gonzaga at number one at Kempom. That's it's the amount of time they spent there is absurd. Texas at three, Tennessee at four, and then hello, your Virginia Cavaliers at five. You will not find another top five in that order again. As a reminder to viewers and listeners, he is calling from last season's data, projecting, and these rankings and ratings will continue to be informed by previous seasons. And some of this, by the way, also has, I can't tell you what percentage it is, but it's not just last season. Like there is the way that he builds this, uh, there, the historical performance of programs over the past two, three, four seasons also filters in. Now, last season has more influence as to what a team looked like three years ago, four years ago, but that does have some input into his ranking. So I think that is leading to, even though Virginia hasn't been a world beater the past two seasons, I got to feel like that's part of it. In addition to everyone they uh, they bring back. UNC being at nine, I think, is the biggest headline of the Ken Palm rankings. It's not Kentucky at one or Texas at three or Virginia at five. It's the preseason number one team in the AP Top 25 the preseason number one team and many a humans individual poll. You've got Carolina at nine, which is just lower than I thought it would be coming off a season in which UNC makes the title game and wound up at 16. I thought the jump would be a little bit bigger as an eight seed UNC. By the time it was all said and done, everything settled losing to Kansas in the title game. Tar Heels were a 29 and 10 team that were, that was 16th in the country. One spot uh, behind Texas. So by the way, now Texas gets even more afforded there. How surprised were you to see UNC, you know, that relatively low and behind the likes of, Virginia, Baylor, Houston, and Kansas. Kansas, which lost way more of its roster after winning the title than UNC obviously didn't get into uh, that game. Somewhat surprised, but as somebody who has been a subscriber to Ken Palm for a long, long time and literally looks at the page every day, um, you know, I, I, I'm smart enough to understand that these computer numbers are not going to match up with what, uh, what, what, uh, how a human might uh, rank. Uh, a basketball team like I, I just assumed on some level that if you finish 16th and bring four starters back from that team you're gonna jump higher than nine um but you know I don't know what g- exactly goes into this algorithm so I, I I guess I could never I didn't expect North Carolina to be nine but I guess I can't sit here and yell that's crazy or mm-hmm. um or you know anything else because like it's a pretty overtime reliable um and uh, uh well uh thought out uh ranking system that you know i i never call anything i see in it outrageous and uh, until you get into the middle of the season and a team that just obviously isn't winning um it remains high but then again you have to understand at least partly what goes into it and why the wins and losses don't matter as much to that computer as they would matter to a, a human voter, but mm-hmm. like, whatever, like if we look up in February and North Carolina's ranked ninth in the country, that's not crazy to me either. Not crazy. No, right. definitely yeah. not. Yeah. And when, win margin, uh, and, and expected outcomes obviously play. Yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just not going to be, I know some people will look at this and say, how could you have, I don't know, Virginia ahead of North Carolina. And I, that's a question for Ken and his computer, but like, I'm not 
I'm not bothered by it. Virginia being in the top five um, does now that was interesting. I mean, Pomeroy is saying Virginia will be the best team in the ACC. That's kind of the side headline to UNC being number nine. That's the other, you know, it's the side rail to that. Um, because you know, it, it that lines up with what I had heard from coaches during our Candid Coaches series, and why when I updated the top twenty-five and one, um, I, I added Virginia, and I added Virginia pretty pretty high. I, I put the the Cavaliers at, at I took them from unranked to sixteenth. And you and I had talked about this on a previous episode. I don't usually change just to change or change because I just woke up one day and decided, you know what, I might have somebody a little too high or a little too low. Typically, I require some sort of roster movement to um, free me up to make a change if I want. I don't always, but roster movement, I can't. This was a time where I just said, you know what, I've talked to too many people over the past month and folks in the industry, like college basketball coaches, seem to have a really high opinion of Virginia. I need to get them into the top 20. And so I, I did. And at least according to Ken Palm, I didn't get them up high enough. I have uh, Virginia at 16. They're 18 in the AP poll, but but five at, at Ken Palm. I will tell you from talking to people who work in the ACC, they think Tony Bennett's got a team that, that can absolutely um, finish ahead of North Carolina and Duke in the ACC standings. Whether they will or not, obviously, who knows. But there are people in the ACC who believe that computer ranking is not is not wrong. A lot of that's uh, tied to if Reese Beekman can really like break out, be an all league player. Jaden Gardner's back. Kihei Clark is back. Caden Shedrick, who, you know, a, a very quality 6'11 big who defensively could have a breakout year. Like those guys, they got Ben Vanderplas from, from Ohio. So there's a lot there. Not if you could be so kind to, uh, to bring up that Ken Palm homepage again uh, so viewers can look at it. Here are some other pop outs to me. Um, Duke at 15 is logical. Uh, I will have the Blue Devils somewhere in that vicinity in my own rankings there, so I don't push back on that. Nova at 20, and then Creighton at 22. So, you know, Creighton is going to be the pick to win the league uh, by humans, just as Carolina is going to be the pick to win the ACC by humans. But Ken Palm saying Virginia and the ACC, and he's saying still Villanova. Um, Villanova's way banged up. That's the other thing. That's the other thing to keep in mind with all this stuff, too. You know, Villanova has like five players who aren't healthy at the moment and can't even run a full on legitimate practice at this point, like five on fives. It's not happening. So this this could wind up being true at the end of the season, maybe. But I I, I by no means do I th- I think we'll look up at the end of November and Villanova will be struggling to be in the top 30 of Ken Palm. That's my that's my personal uh, prediction there. Other standouts, Iowa at 23. We'll see. I am fading that at the moment. Oklahoma all the way up at 28 stood out to me. I do think Oklahoma will be improved. Top 30 Oklahoma team. We'll see what Porter Moser's got in store there. And then LSU at 40, which I actually thought what Matt McMahon did at LSU, he, you know, you mentioned Borzello earlier. We'll give him another shout out here and and, and feed his uh, feed his ego. But uh, he broke the story. Like it, it was in the middle of Final Four. And he was, I, w- I was with him in the media center that day. And he kind of, as he was tracking transfers, he he looked up and realized, I mean, good God, Matt McMahon's got the LSU job. There's literally not a single scholarship player on this roster at this point with everyone that's transferred out. Now, they did they did bring in a, uh, a bunch of really good players. LSU at 40 still sticks out to me. And Missouri at 41. LSU at 40, Missouri at 41. Those are the kind of the teams within the top 50 that surprised me. A couple other Ken Palm notes for you. Only two leagues have all teams in the top 100, the SEC and the Big 12. No surprise, those project going in as the top two leagues in the country. And then... 
On the opposite end, here are your lowest ranked power conference teams per Ken Palm. Washington at 113, Georgia Tech at 117. Butler at 130 feels like that feels like a major miss. Uh, Butler, I don't have them top six in the Big East, but I certainly have them in the top 90 in the country. They're down at 130. They brought in some legitimate transfers there, and you have Thad Mata. I feel like that's something that will course correct. Cal is at 146, and then bringing up the caboose among all power conference teams in the Big Six leagues is you, is Oregon State, the Beavers. Beaver Fever sitting there at a cool 228 heading into the season, coming off literally the worst follow-up season to an elite eight campaign in the history of the sport there. So those are the, that's the not so good news overall parish. I took a scan of this before we did this pod looked, you know, one through 50, one through 60, one through 75. I, it feels more, not that it's ever unreasonable, but I was looking around and I was like, there's not a ton here where I'm kind of like, Whoa, you know, like Penn State's sitting there at 46. Maybe, maybe that'll wind up being true. You know, the Big Ten doesn't have a team in the top 10. That will not wind up being true. The Big Ten will wind up being good enough where if you win the league, I would home, I'd have to believe you're going to be in the top 10. Indiana's sitting there at uh, at 12 overall there. But there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a ton that uh that stood out to me as being particularly egregious. Last notes for me, then take it away. Uh, your mid-majors that stand out from a rankings perspective that are, you know, highly ranked. Uh, St. Mary's, 47. UAB, who I love sitting there at 52 out of CUSA. You've got, who else? Wyoming at 64. Tulane, if you want to call them that. 63 in the American. North Texas, another good. CUSA is going to be good this year. North Texas at 67. Furman at 68 or 69, Utah State. Nice. Utah State is at 68 there. So a, a good batch of mid-majors populating the top 70 overall. But uh, but yeah, just a big day in the sport. Ken Palm rankings came out Sunday morning. AP Top 25 here on Monday morning. I'm officially geeked because as we speak, by the way, three weeks out to the start of the season. Uh, we can't get out of here without noting that Illinois is 33rd at Ken Palm. Projected 7th in the Big Ten. I only bring this up because our... Big Ten preview ran last week on CBSSports.com, and I, I, I was attacked mm. by our colleague and friend Tom, Tom Fernelli. <laughs> That's uh, not going to. By the way, that will, <laughs> that will not cease. He's going to be on. Well, and, and unless they start losing, our buddy Tommy, co-host of the Cover Three podcast, he is going to be. He says it lovingly, but he loves his fighting Illini. Yeah. Well, so uh, it was a funny graphic because, like, did you did you pick Illinois first in the Big Ten? I did. Okay, so when you look at that graphic, it's like everybody's got Illinois one or two or like really, and then I've got Illinois six. So it does look like I'm the outlier, and I guess I, guess I am, but I'm not the outlier according to Ken Palm. You guys are. That's right. And when Ken Palm's rankings officially came out on Sunday, Fernelli, <laughs> you know, got a, uh, a picture of it and said, congrats to Gary Parrish for taking over Ken Palm's computer. <laughs> but what I did tell Tom last week is that like I've got Illinois in the top 30. I just don't have them in the top 26. I think I have them like 29. If you go out and extend my rankings, I've got Illinois at 29. So that's four spots better than, than, than Ken Palm. But one of the things I, I told, and by the way, it's not much different than like the AP poll, like the AP poll has Illinois at 23. I've got them at 29. I'm not, I'm not like way behind on them. It's just that, uh, you know, they don't show up in my rankings and they do fall to at six in the Big Ten. But one of the points I, made, I told Tom, 
is that I think, who knows? We'll see. Like, Illinois might be the best team in the Big Ten. I don't know. You know, I'm just basing all this stuff on the same stuff I always base it on. Sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong. Anybody putting together preseason rankings is going to be right about a lot of stuff and wrong about some stuff. So Illinois might end up being the best. But one of the points I made is that um, I know if you're an Illinois fan and you you see some people picking you to win the Big Ten and then you see somebody else picking you sixth, like, that's kind of crazy. You don't see that in any other league. Like no, nobody's going to have North Carolina sixth in the ACC. Nobody's going to have Gonzaga sixth in the West Coast Conference. Um, so you don't see teams pick to win it also pick six too often. So I get how it might look crazy. But with the Big Ten, one of the things I said is I really do think if you take the top six in mm-hmm. the Big Ten, they're all in between like 16 and 30. That, like That's what they would be in my top 25 and one at least. And um, or or thirteen, I've got the top six in the Big Ten. I'm looking at it now between thirteen and thirty. And if you go look at Ken Palm, Ken Palm has the top seven in the Big Ten between twelve and thirty-three. I just think it's a jumbled up. Like you can find five or six, and I guess if you want to count Iowa, seven Big Ten teams that are capable of of finishing in any order. I don't think there's much difference. Like I've got Indiana first in the big 10 and Illinois sixth in the big 10. And I don't think there's much difference between Indiana and Illinois. Uh, I would agree. And this is our last Borzello mention. You're not getting mentioned on this pod for weeks now, Borzello. He just tweeted this out. This is according to ESPN stats information research. This is uh, it, the stat. The, the nugget is not surprising, but it's just kind of, it's still wowing all the same big 10. This year, no team in the top 10 of the preseason AP top 25. That hasn't happened since 1977. 77. And I, I that will not hold. We will get to the final AP top 25, which comes out the Monday after Selection Sunday. There will be at least one Big Ten team in the AP top 25. Last nuggets from me. I, I tweeted a couple of these out, but uh, I know we've got plenty of listeners who aren't on social. I just want to give these. A, it's a good day for a lot of school fan bases. Arkansas is 10th in the AP top 25. Highest ranking. Since 94-95, when the Hogs were the national champions there, TCU has never been this high in the preseason AP Top 25. Horned Frogs, Ribbit Ribbit, 14 in the preseason poll. Good on you. Dayton, this one surprised me. Dayton is 24th in the AP Top 25. And we're going to have a best of the rest. Pre- we'll get to your flyers. I'll get to your flyers before and more in depth before the season starts. This is only the second time in the since 1967 that that Dayton has been ranked in the preseason genuinely surprising stat there the only other time came back in 2009 Dayton is the 24th team in the country and uh and that's good 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 stuff for them so as always last year was St. Bonaventure first time they were ranked you know since Bob Lanier or whatever you know I, I like when we get these stories going into a season where you have fan bases every so often they just haven't experienced this kind of optimism in years if not literal generations there so there's a few schools Creighton being another one where you just going in you've statistically never been this highly ranked good on you and I know you can't wait for the season to get here last thing before we get out of here one more thing on the Big Ten um as Barzello noted, no Big Ten teams in the top 10 of the AP poll for the first time uh, since 1977. When I did update last week or in recent weeks to add uh, Virginia and put Virginia in the top 16, I also, in that same um, update, moved Indiana up to number 13. And the reason is because um, I've got Indiana first in the Big Ten. And yet, I think I had Indiana maybe like at 16 or something. And I was like, the, the first place team in the Big Ten is going to be better than 16th in the country. 
so I went back to Ken Palm and I, I just sort of looked at the past five seasons and the lowest any Big Ten champion had finished at Ken Palm in the past five seasons was 13th. And so I moved into uh, Indiana up to 13 just so I would have a Big Ten team in the top 13. Um, but I'm sort of in line with the AP poll here. I think the, I think the Big Ten has got more good teams at the top than most leagues, but I'm not sure there's a great team. Now mm-hmm. there might there might be one yeah. that emerges. Like nobody thought Arizona was going to, or few people thought Arizona was going to be a great team last season. So and then Arizona was a great team. So we'll see. But on paper, at least, I think the Big Ten's got a bunch of good slash very good teams, but maybe lacking a great one in in both the top 25 and one and the AP poll. And uh, I guess Ken Palm, they, they all reflect that. Let's go. Let's call it. Let's call it. Let's call it a day. Let's call it a day. Chat's bumping, by the way. People are ready for college troops. Love to see this live episode. Well, more live episodes later this week. So come back around here. We know you're. We know you're itching for it. Hoops is coming, and I don't mean the NBA. NBA is great. College troops is coming. Three weeks away. Here we go. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck Larnell. Thank you guys. Once again, for listening to the Iron College Basketball Podcast, if you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars, nice reviews. We need you to type words over to Apple. There's more of us than there are of them, and it needs to be reflected in the reviews. So knock that out while you're over there. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do that. If you're still here, smash the like button if you haven't already, and we will talk to you again a little later on this week. Till then, take care.